in today's show. Let's look at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and make sure you are also checking out your favorite team. We have a Locked On Podcast to cover your favorite team no matter what the sport. We're going to talk waiver wire today. Probably end up doing a waiver wire show twice a week. I used to do them just once a week. I reckon we'll probably end up doing them um, twice a week. We'll see how that goes. But it'll always be there'll always be one of them on a Sunday afternoon for you guys in the states and Canada, uh, and Monday morning for me here in Australia. That's when this waiver wire show will generally come out, and we might do another one um, mid to end week. So we'll see how that we'll see how that all plays. Um, See how that all plays out, but that's my uh, that's my current thinking with that. But let's talk waiver wire now, and let's look at the most added players across leagues at the moment. Um, I think this is pretty instructive of the way people are thinking. And I just want to give ideas of how I view these ads and you know, whether you should be making these moves. The number one guy on this list, he's on the thumbnail of this video, Franz Wagner. It's been a really, really promising start for Wagner. He is the 93rd ranked player so far. He's playing 33 minutes a night. That's the most encouraging. You know, nice blocks, good shooting, 14 points, two threes. I think he is absolutely worth um, worth the ad. But I'll say this with Wagner. Akiki, Isaac, and Gary Harris all have to return. Now, prioritizing Wagner over Harris is what I would do. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to continue to play 33 minutes, nor does it continue to mean he'll play or shoot 57% from the field. So while I think he is a really, really solid short-term ad, France, I'm not convinced that he's going to maintain top 100 value where he currently is, or he's going to be that guy that you sell out everything to make sure you get. You, know, you drop, I will say, for example, I wouldn't drop a Josh Giddy to get Franz Wagner. There's way more of a squeeze on what Wagner can do and some way that he can come down from where he is versus Giddy, who's all upside based on you. Yeah, and people are going to be like hating on Giddy. And every time I mention Giddy, oh, Giddy's biased because you're staying. All right, cool. Um, but you know, trying to look at those things from different perspectives of, uh, of the directions they can go. So all four adding Wagner now, just not that super bullish on him. Now I'm recording this before the Nets-Hornets game today. Aldridge had a stinker in game one, uh, a great game too. He was a guy that I was looking at as a last-round pick. And then after game one, I said, if you want to drop him, drop him. Like, that's fine. And then he was a great pick in that after that second game. He was awesome. I don't think he's going to be some super high upside player. But he's a solid add for at least you know, Sunday's game, which you know, you're probably not going to get that done before this video is uh, out. So, yeah, he is, I think, just going to remain as a 12-team as a stream sort of option. The dude's 36 years of age. Like, he's... The, the two games combined ranks him outside the top 165. 
He's averaging 12 points in 19 minutes. Like he'll be up and down for sure. We'll get a little bit more clarity after this Hornets matchup, but yeah, he, he was, uh, he's not a guy I'm all excited about. Now, everyone's excited about Cam Reddish. He's been really good. He's also the 118th ranked player, right? And doing that on the back of what, 67% shooting from three? His usage is really high. And I was super encouraged by him playing 28 minutes in that game yesterday. I'm just not convinced that he's going to remain A, a 20-point scorer. And I guarantee you, he will not remain a 67% three-point shooter. And he's doing nothing else. So while he's fine as a short-term guy, I do not believe that Cam Reddish is absolutely a must-roster player. I don't. I don't buy the shooting at all. I don't know if he's a 28-minute guy because that means that then Bogdanovich has to play 27 minutes, which is what has happened the first couple of games. Um, I don't buy Reddish as this must-roster player. Kelly Oubre is benefiting at the moment. He's a great short-term ad. No Terry Rozier again today. Rozier out game one, limited game two, out game three. Not a great start for Rozier. I think Oubre is riding a little bit of a hot streak and he's fine as an ad at this point. But again, long-term, I'm not really sure. Eric Bledsoe, I do believe, is an absolute must-roster player. Um, His steals are through the roof. He's getting a ton of minutes. The shooting can be wonky, but everything else looks really good for me for Bledsoe. And to me, he this is this is the right one. He's got a potential top 100 season coming. Don't know if he gets there, but he does have that potential to get there. And he is an absolute must roster. And for the short term, yeah, um, ravishing Rick Rubio is an ad as well. We were watching um, what Cavs Hawks yesterday. Sitting down, and my partner was sitting there. She never watches sport. And we're watching, and she's like, is that what Ricky Rubio looks like? I was like, yeah, how do you know Ricky Rubio? She goes, oh, I remember he was on my fantasy team two years ago. She goes, if I had known he looks like this, uh, I would have been way more invested in, uh, in watching his games. The most handsome man in the world, Ricky Rubio. Um, Darius Garland's out. Rubio's turning back the clock. Now, his shooting's going to regress. But for now, and, and even after Garland comes back, the assists on their own have value. But for now, he's a clear, clear must-roster player. I don't know what's going on with people, but um, one of the top added players um, is your mate. The world. I guess people are looking at the rankings and seeing Whiteside ranked 86th. He's blocking one and a half shots and shooting 63% with 10 boards in only 17 minutes. Sure. I think he's a great streamer. Um, if you want to get some yeah, boards, blocks, and field goals, I wouldn't be looking at him as must roster, though. No, no, no way near that. Obi Toppin, benefiting from Nerlens Noel and Taj Gibson being out. I don't think that he's really worth anything more than a short-term stream. While Precious Achua, sorry, Precious Achua, I pronounced that incorrectly. Precious Achua. Um, terrible first game, but everything's pushed up. And to the bloke who commented on one of my videos, I don't remember which video it was, so you don't know what you're talking about. This bullshit nurse doesn't trust Chris Boucher. You're talking shit. He loves Chris Boucher. My guy. Nurse does not trust Chris Boucher. He consistently rips Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher played eight minutes last game. All right, I'm not saying that's going to be the continual pattern, but Nick Nurse, my guy, I'll repeat this for you. Nick Nurse does not trust Chris Boucher. So he also doesn't trust Ken Birch either. Achua, great ad. Let's just see what happens. I'm not saying I'm going to have super confidence in it, but the fact that it's pushing up every game and he's looking more comfortable, go for it. Absolutely really, really like that as a uh, as a short-term type scenario. I also like, and I think you're going to like, prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. It is the best NFA, NFA? No. NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as the bench players that only play a few minutes. So, 
You've got such a wide range to go for. Whatever props you can think of, threes, rebounds, assists, points, blocks, whatever. Price Picks has it all for you. And when you make a deposit and use the promo code NBA, you get a 100% instant match deposit up to $100. So what you do on Price Picks, you pick two to five players and you just pick their over-unders. Combine them together and you can win up to 10 times your entry just like that. And you can also do it mixed sport, throw football, hockey, baseball, um, yeah, NBA, of course, all together into one of those entries. Entries are easy, 60 seconds or less. You can do it on the app, do it on the website. So don't hesitate. Go to pricepicks.com, use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy. We all know this problem. We watch sport on one device. We got our other shows we watch somewhere else. We watch our highlights on our phone and then we get someone else's login to watch the other good stuff. It's just a hassle. It's confusion. There's remotes. There's different passwords. It's all stuff. It's all over the place. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It is called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part... There is no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can find out more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. Let's go on to the next package of this show. We're looking at players who I think that you can drop. Now, when I say that I think you can drop them, what I mean is, is if there is someone that you want to take a flyer on, maybe it's Precious Achua, Maybe you, you can see Ricky Rubio out there on the wire and you've got one of these guys. You can move on from them. It doesn't mean just blindly dropping them, although in some cases, maybe it does. But it means that I feel pretty okay with if, you, if they do happen to turn it around and break out, that yeah, it's not going to be a complete killer. Thad Young, out of the rotation, two of the three games. Uh, Jack Armstrong, you know what to do. Get that garbage out of here! Of course, that is not garbage in any sense of the word. He's just not part of the Spurs' plans. If he does get traded somewhere, Spurs haven't made an in-season trade for 10 years. If he does get traded somewhere, he is going to play in a bench role, and it's just not worth it in a 12-teamer. If he was going to start in San Antonio, top 100. But he's not, so he's not. Um, Malik Beasley. We knew that he was going to come off the bench. I didn't think that he'd play 20 minutes a night. It can come up, but really, Beasley's value is in being a points and threes guy. And to get a lot of points, you generally need a lot of minutes. And he's not getting those. So at this point, he's a three streamer. You can do better. You can do better than Derek Favors as well. We thought there was a chance that he would start the season, play 25 minutes a night, play for two, three months, and then you move on. Started one game because it was a revenge game. Cool. Glad you lost. Um, And then played nine minutes the next game. He's just not going to be worth it. You move on. That's happened already. Larry Nance Jr., we worried again about his minutes in the preseason. How are they using him? First game, he played like 17, 18 minutes. We don't know, is it foul trouble? Which it was. And the second game, played 21 minutes, which continues the trend from the preseason. Larry Nance, if he gets 30 minutes a night, top 100 guy. There's no debating that. He's not getting 30 minutes a night. His value is consistently inflated by turnovers for those of you who froth over nine cat ranks. don't. I wouldn't worry about it. I don't think you're missing anything by holding on. Joe Ingles is a really good player. He hits threes. He'll get assists. The upside is nothing. So if Joe Ingles is sitting on your 12-team league roster, it is perfectly fine. It is great. He's going to produce value that's probably top 130. It's fantastic. But take a swing. Like, maybe Precious Achua can be a top 100 player. Maybe Cam Reddish can keep this up. Maybe, you know, you, you can see DeAnthony Melton or Chris Duarte or someone like that sitting out there. The... Boring, 
baseline of Ingles isn't worth holding on to to miss out on an upside play. Isaiah Roby, the whole team's a mess. He's probably got the best upside out of those guys, but they played four centers last game. Roby, Muscala, Robinson, Earl, and Favors. If he plays 27 a night, Roby, then sure. I was happy to draft him in the last round. I thought maybe they would just commit to playing him, but no, they're not. Move on. No problem with that. Ken Birch, not a guy that I drafted anywhere. Not a guy that I suggested to draft anywhere. People were very high on him for God knows what reason. He's the backup. I don't think there's any need to hold on to him. Nemanja Bielica, great first game. Second game, not that good. Again, if you want to hold on to Bielica, no worries. He plays on Sunday. But I don't see him as some must-roster, absolutely guaranteed, brilliant top 100 player. It just isn't what he is to me. Um, he have hot and cold streaks for sure. He's done it all his career. We saw it in Minnesota. We saw it in Sacramento. We've seen it so many times. When James Wiseman comes back, it complicates things even further. But you know, I'm not saying he's like, I would drop Birch and Roby and Favors and Young clearly ahead of Bielitsa, but I'm not saying he needs to be held on to. While Lou Lugens, Dort. No, my son is also named Bort. Lou Dort is fine to hold on to in a 12-team points league. In a category league, I don't know how much more proof we need that he's not worth it. 30 minutes a night last year, outside the top 200. Again, this year, what's he What's he doing? Something shit out, I'm sure. Um, 246th ranked player in 29 minutes a night. He can't score, can't shoot, doesn't rebound, doesn't get assists, doesn't hit threes. He gets some steals. That's all he is. But he still continues to be rostered in far, far too many leagues. People love the impact of Dort as a defender on court in the NBA, but his fantasy game just is not there. It's not even close to being there. I don't think it's going to be there. Maybe he proves me wrong, and I would love for him to prove me wrong. But I'm not wasting a roster spot on a bloke that we've seen have these opportunities and it not come to fruition. So yeah, uh, move on from Lou Dort. But don't move on from Bilt Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. You know about Bilt Bar. You know these great flavors, orange, strawberry, cookies and cream. Salted caramel, coconut, plus all the uh, yeah the interesting ones they bring out. Blueberry muffin, cherry lime. So many good options there, but it's not just about the taste. It's about how good they are, how good they are for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar per bar, and just four to five grams of net carbs. So get yourself a box or boxes of Built Bar at Built.com by using the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at Built.com for boxes of the best tasting protein bar ever. Do you fix your own car? If you do, why would you bother going to a local chain auto parts store to get those parts? To have the bloke behind the counter, you have to wait to talk to him. He's going to charge you more money when you could just sit at home, open up your computer to rockauto.com and find all those parts for your car or truck right there. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Why would you spend 30 50, even 100% more for the same parts by going into a chain auto parts store. It's ridiculous. Rock Auto has everything you need from tail lamps, brake parts, motor oil, or even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com and see their expansive catalog of all the parts for your car or truck. And in there, how did you hear about us box right locked on so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so let's go on to the next section of this show. Let's look at must roster players. The way that I'm looking at these are these are guys who are on ESPN or on Yahoo are rostered in under 70% of leagues. And I think they're all top 100 players. So these five blokes here, if you are sitting there on your waiver wire, again, probably more for category leagues, but still for points leagues. If these guys are out there, you add them. Chris Duarte. Now, 
the first game he shot unbelievably well. It has cooled off somewhat, but the thing I'm mo most interested in with Duarte is how much Rick Carlisle is playing him. Yes, Karis LeVert and TJ Warren, maybe, are going to come back at some point, and that's probably going to push him out of the starting lineup. But one of the things that I worried about with the paces and the impact of Carlisle was, I don't think Carlisle's going to like TJ McConnell as much as you think he's going to like TJ McConnell. And even though they've played three overtime games, McConnell's playing only 24 minutes a night. Right, Justin Holiday not playing a huge amount either. So while Levert and Warren will come back, Holiday and McConnell, I think, take the steps back versus Duarte. Duarte is the guy being, that's being relied upon, not McConnell, not Holiday. Right, he won't play 39 minutes a night that he's playing at the moment, but he might play 30. And even if he doesn't, even if he goes back to 25 minutes a night, oh, well, we'll deal with that later. He is a must-roster player. The wave pulled the Anthony Melton. I don't know how many years I've been doing... Actually, I do know how many years I've been doing this podcast. 2,500 episodes worth of years, which is like seven years. I think maybe it's eight years. Now I don't know. I think it is eight years. I've been telling you since Anthony Martin came into the league that he's going to be an impactful player. We just need to see the minutes. We're seeing the minutes. I don't know if it's going to stick. I don't know what Dylan Brooks is going to do. But Zaya Williams and John Conchar are combining for 30 plus minutes at the moment. So Brooks can just take all of those and we'll let Melton do his thing. Regardless, he's a must-roster player. He has to be rostered every single league. ESPN, he's rostered in, what, some insane amount of leagues. Let's have a look. And by insane, I mean you guys need to calm down and, and, and pick your game up. 16% on ESPN. 61 on Yahoo. So Yahoo, you're not immune to this. You're all being shit outs. At him. What are we doing? Why are we waiting? The bloke's the 49th ranked player so far, and he hasn't got one steal or block yet. Guys, please, please add DeAnthony Melton. Al Horford's a must-roster player, I think, across all categories, uh, across all formats. I'm not worried about back-to-backs because he's not resting them. He's going to start. He's a must-roster guy. People are panicking about Daniel Gafford. Oh my God, Josh, what are we doing with Daniel Gafford? The minutes are so low. Like, what did you expect him to play? This is what I expected. 22 to 23 minutes. Yes, he's only at 20 minutes. He got roasted in that game against the Pacers. That was bad. But I didn't expect him to be playing 28 minutes a night. In 22 minutes a night, he is still... Yeah, a top 100 player. It's just the, the nature of what he does. He's 88th this season in 20 minutes because he's blocked three shots a game and he shot 88% from the field. Now, the three blocks and 88% will come down, but the three and a half rebounds will come up. All right, he is a must-roster player. Until further notice, as is Mason Plumley. Now, that, that one might drop off, but Plumley's going to get his 25, 26 minutes with how PJ Washington Jr. is sucking. Plumley's got a pretty solid role and he's useful enough. Like his upside's very, very low. But it's different to say a low upside Joe Ingles type of player. Yeah, he's yeah probably 20, 30 spots higher in terms of rankings than what um than what Ingles is. Let's have a look at some other names that are worth mentioning. Naz Reed is performing at a really high level at the moment. I think Reed's a name to watch. If Towns goes down, we automatically add him. In 14-team leagues, Reed has value straight away now. He's already 115th in just 19 minutes a game. He is, And he's doing that shooting 35%, so it could be significantly high. He's a high-usage guy who blocks shots, get rebounds, scores, and can hit some threes. All right, there's, a, there's value in him even as a 12-streamer. Alex Caruso is playing equivalent minutes to Patrick Williams. He's a great defensive stats guy. He's not a reliable 12-team league guy at this point, but he's the 75th-ranked player because he is averaging three steals and a block per game. But if he averages two steals per game, very much like um, your final season in Chicago, Chris Dunn, there's enough value in that to have some to have something there to provide fantasy value. I'm not saying he's a must-roster guy, but the numbers are okay. Desmond Bain and Will Barton. Sorry, Desmond Bain. Some people hate that. Some people love it. Oh, well. Um, Desmond Bain, he's real close to a must-roster player. Like, 
uh, that must roster I cut off at top 100. I think I've got him projected to be 110th. So he's pretty bloody close. And same with Will Barton. They're in that 100 to 110 type range. So they're pretty close to being must roster players. So just make sure that they're not in your waiver wire. Eric Gordon. People are adding him a lot at the moment. He's playing really well. He's scoring at a high level. I think if you are looking for a short-term boost in points and threes, Gordon can work. Do I have any trust in him long-term? Not really. I don't even really have huge amounts of trust in him short-term. But he's a name that is worth looking at, at least for the short-term. Well, last game, Isaiah Hartenstein. He didn't play in the first game. In the second game for the Clippers, they went, all right, we need to play a backup center here because, let's be honest, Marcus Morris is terrible. Hartenstein did what he does. He comes in, he plays low minutes, and he produces. Ivica Zubats has been disappointing in playing time, under 20 minutes in two games. Abarka's still out. Hartenstein's a name to watch, say 14 to 16 team leagues, as a short-term ad. I would love to see them just say, screw this shit, we're starting him. They're never going to do it. But just always he is a name to watch. Because if he finds 17 to 18 minutes, there is 14 team league value in what Isaiah Hartenstein can do. That'll do it for the Wave Wire show today. Don't forget, leave your comments down below here on YouTube. Give it a thumb up, subscribe, tell your friends, and follow the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.